0: A Memorial Day weekend Friday. It's a happy hour Friday here on the Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN. I'm your host, Mike Gill. Hunter Brody is in the house, of course. Josh Henning producing today's show. You out there. I like the happy hour Friday, but it's raining out. Doesn't dampen my mood at all, but we'll try to cheer you up. We got a lot to do. jam-packed, busy show Sal Palantonio, three o'clock, football at four, Andrew DeCecco, MGPT top five at five. It is National Day Trip Day. Five day trips we recommend for our listeners. You know what people are doing, Broads? What's that? What do they do? Because of the COVID 19 stay at home, people are like seeking out places to kind of go. You know, we did the cheesesteaks couple of weeks ago we did the pizza and people were talking about taking a drive like where would you take a day trip to go just get pizza go get a cheesesteak somewhere like people are willing to drive like two hours to go get something you know now that's not the exercise today this is more just a trip day trip that you've taken before someplace that you can kind of go stay overnight come right back the next day uh that should be fun because i do this a lot on a saturday morning Get in the car, go somewhere, hang out there, boom, turn back around, come home. I know Uh, where
1: you're going. Baltimore.
0: Uh, That's your spot. Might make my list. Definitely will. I know it will. It is also National Craft Distillery Day. But the problem is Pete Thompson won't drink anything other than a light beer, so he could not participate in the National Craft Distillery Day. But I have a list of a bunch of craft beers you should try for Memorial Day weekend Right now on our website, 973ESPN.com. And I have a list of about 15 of beers that you should try this weekend. That's a nice
1: list. See, with me, when it comes to the craft beers, it doesn't stick with me. I see a menu. It's like, yeah, let me try this, that, this, that, and this. And then I move on. It's not like, oh, I remember that one beer that was called the whatever type beer. Like, I don't remember them and then go back or go like they're just they're one timers
0: no see i have an app untapped is the app you can follow me at mg973 on untap mg973 follow me on Untapped, and then that's how you remember so if you have this beer like where did i have that beer and then you can put it in on your beer list and it'll tell you where you were how did you rate it you can take a picture of what it looks like so you remember it so that if you like that particular beer and if you're at a place that has a lot of options, you can start going through your list and being like, oh, these are some of the beers that I like, and I know that I like them. That's a great idea. They have that for wine as well. It's called Vivino. I don't know if you're a winesman. Nah, not at all. Not at all, huh? Nope. I'm not a wine guy at all. Wow. You're missing out. Yeah, I tried wine. I tried to get into that world. I just, you know, I tried. It's not like I'm Pete Thompson. I will try. I tried. It's just not something that that has pulled me in.
1: That's fair. I mean, it's definitely not better than the craft beer, so I do agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, no, there's no question. You know, this all came up. It was weird because my roommate from college sent out a text this morning, and I woke up, and he was, uh, you know, had already texted away at like 8 o'clock. Apparently, he's having some big party this weekend, I guess, um, that I wasn't, uh, you know, privy that we were allowed to have these big parties again. But uh, he basically texted this morning was, um, hey, I'm ordering some booze on dry drizzly here in a bit i've been craving some ipas do you have any recommendations so of course this morning i was you know firing these off to him i just started boom 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 try this one try this one try this one try this one and uh, then i had done some more research for mgpt top five at five today and i saw that it was national craft distillery day and i was like ah, all right so uh memorial day weekend i gotta restock the fridge you know the fridge last week was full it's almost empty now well, then you got, yeah, you have to refill it. It's, I expect some Sunday boozing
1: this weekend. I know you're anti-Sunday, yeah. but oh, this I'm weekend only, is.
0: I'm not anti-Sunday. Typically, though, it's either Saturday or Sunday, and I have to work on Monday. So I typically don't like to feel kind of run down on a Monday. So I'll go su- Saturday.
1: So what do you think? Would you go Friday, Saturday, Sunday oh, this weekend? This boom, boom, three, boom, This
0: is a three-day weekend, baby. We're off on the- Monday. We're going to have fun all weekend long. The grill's going to be going. Governor so Murphy non-stop. said it's okay to have friends and family over for uh, for barbecues and, and uh, you know stuff this weekend. So, uh, you know, it's on, baby. I'm excited. I'm excited to
1: see one day. I want to see Friday night tonight, the picture of the fridge. I want to see it Saturday night. I want to see updates by almost the hour, actually, so I can see the type of damage you're doing to these canned IPAs.
0: Yeah, I had to empty the trash can three times last weekend. That's on the porch. Did you get into any more fights with your neighbor about Royal Farms? Not Royal Farms, Cumberland Farms. I
1: do no, that every time. I
0: think it was pretty much uh, put in, you know, lock, stock, and barrel that I won that conversation, and I haven't heard back from him all week long. Like once it was kind of confirmed that he was wrong, he just kind of went away, and that was it. Like, all right, you want? He didn't say, "Hey, I can't believe I got that wrong." He's making a lot of excuses, but the excuses are that knowing that he's wrong, he's coming up with excuses for why he was wrong.
1: No, there was no congratulatory handshake. No, well, not like that. I guess that was nobody's handshake
0: anymore. Right, exactly. But not like, yo, that was a good pull by you. Like, I can't believe I missed that. No, he's giving me like, well, I didn't move into the area until like 1988. And, you know, I said, well, I didn't give you the time. I told you that it could have been early 80s. I didn't know the exact time frame. So I wasn't saying it was definitively 1988. I just said I didn't know when it was but I knew it was there, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to the weekend, though, and kind of hoping to have... It's supposed to rain, like 80% chance of rain tomorrow, which is probably a good thing in, in hindsight. It'll stop people from actually going down the shore. Will it, though? Yeah, but they might come down the shore still, but they probably can't go... You, you can't be out on the beach and out on the boardwalk when it's you know pouring rain. Or, or Like, right now, it's raining pretty good. I don't think people would be out on the beach with the rain that's going on. So in hindsight... It might be a safer situation that it just rains and it stinks that it's raining on Memorial Day weekend, but it might be it's like kill two birds with one stone, just kind of like have Memorial Day weekend, get out of your house, take a little day trip, but you're not out and about, and you know, we're all kind of hanging inside.
1: I'm pro-rain. I enjoy the rain. Oh, like I love today, a rainstorm. It's pouring. You can maybe even just slightly, just very slightly open up the window so you can hear it. It's a little bit darker in the house naturally. I'm
0: about that. I mean, nobody, though, says I like the rain. I like a rainstorm, but I don't want it to rain every single day. That's depressing. Like you said the other day, I don't want a depressing movie. You're now contradicting yourself by saying I like the rain. See, so like, I don't forget this kind of stuff. You sound like an idiot. No, no, no. Because to me, that doesn't
1: make me depressed. Watching a sad movie makes me depressed. Hearing rain doesn't make me depressed.
0: It actually puts me in like a a nice little mood. It's not the hearing of the rain. It's the action that it's raining out all the time would be depressing. Well, I never said I wanted it to rain 24-7, but I don't mind it raining. Yeah, like I said, I don't mind cold weather. I don't mind a rain. Like, I like to sit on the porch. I had lunch today out on the porch at my house while it was just raining screened in porch. i didn't have to you know but i just like watching the rain come down i wouldn't want to do it every day
1: right and that's fair see i would love 24 7 snow though
0: oh that's awful
1: love it oh i love it 24 7 it's beautiful there's uh, nothing better
0: all right now i just feel like you're just being a jagger no you know, no no, just, no, i'm not you I, sh- I, I swear actually to you, says i want it to snow 24 7 i would live in alaska I would live in Vermont. Like sure, I, I want that stuff to happen. I'm sure people listening right now are wishing that you were in Alaska and or Vermont. You know what? Well, guess what, people. I'm not going anywhere. So <laughs> I you're hate st- stuck with snow me. is something that I just don't care about. Don't need it. Don't want it. I'm not like, please snow when it happens. I'm like, oh, it's snowing. Great. Now we got we got snow. You got lousy drivers. I mean, snow is something I can one thousand percent do without if i'd never see again in my life snow is the one thing weather wise where like i don't mind if it's 10 degrees outside i can dress warm i don't care if it's raining i can wear something waterproof snow i got no time for no i loved it see when i lived in vermont it would it's
1: minus 30 there's 10 inches of snow on the ground one day and then the next day there's 15 inches of snow and then the next day there's 12 inches of snow here's the crazy part it doesn't matter what they have school the next day. Buses come around. I mean, it. they never have school canceled. It blew my mind. It's like, how do these kids just go to school every day?
0: Oh, West Virginia. We never, it would snow and it was just like, all right, you're going to class or whatever. Uh, the funny <laughs> part is on like a Friday night, we'd be walking to the bars and it'd just be snowing. You're plopping through like two feet of snow just to go down to, you know, shooters on Friday night or whatever. By the way, John from Collingswood checks in. He says, I'm on the shopping plaza. Uh, Rio Grande right now, and it's insanely packed with people and cars. The out-of-state folks are already all over the shore towns. That's interesting because John is from Collingswood. It also sounds, while it's not out-of-state, it's also not local. <laughs> I w- I w- John I from Collingswood if- is texting about the people who are in Rio Grande, which is probably about an hour and a half away from, if not right, Collingswood would be about an hour and 20 minutes or so from from. Real so you, you can't throw stones at uh, glass houses, there, John. Yeah, so he is part of what he's talking about. Right. Your, no? your license plate might say Garden State on it, but you're not local. <laughs> I love you, John Collingswood, but uh, you know you're kind of part of the uh, of what we're talking about here. You got people who aren't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he has a house in Collingswood, and that's another problem. Is like people have houses; they buy they they own those houses or they rent those houses. And you can't tell them that they're not allowed to go to those houses. But I don't know. I mean, you're just going to have a bunch of people down here. Then it's going to be raining. So they're all going to be inside or looking for things to do. The bars aren't open. That's the thing. Bars aren't open and restaurants aren't open yet down here. So
1: they're doing not. It's funny, though, the the different perspective on things, because you and Josh, I mean, like you're in that area and I'm more in the Glassboro, Williamstown area, so you know, you're more in the heart of all that. Where me, I'm one of those people going down to rain on your parade, and you guys are the ones saying, "Get out of here! I don't want you here." That's me, though. That's well, me. We're like that all the time. What, you just don't ever want me around.
0: We don't want anybody around. Like, <laughs> I know. Let, it's, you know, yeah. It's just a friendly fight all the time. It's like, well, we're here. If we're not, we're us. You guys have no economy. And it's like, eh, we'd probably figure out a way to make it work. Do
1: you hate the summertime? Like, is there any time where it's You know, I don't mind the people coming down here. Is it 100% get out of this area? I do not like the summertime. Because of how much? It's just way too ridiculous. It would
0: be one thing if you had these visitors that came down and were, you know, nice, friendly visitors. The problem is a lot of these people come down acting like they own the place. And it's like, this is where we, you know, and then the local people are looked down upon and it's like, You know, you don't live here year round like people do live here. Like I I will say it's not everybody, but there are a lot of people who come down and they are not the friendliest, you know, bunch of people in the world. They have this kind of, you know, attitude of we're better than you.
1: Yeah, it's like they take over and especially because I would say there's a lot of young kids who just go down there to the party and they Correct. trash things and yeah. it's, it's kind of that there's, no, re-
0: there's no respect that people live here year round and this is where they live and make their home and you're right there's people who you know come down here trash the place get, get wasted blah blah blah. that was totally me yeah it would not, be not anymore like, you know, like that
1: but back in the day that was definitely me
0: yeah well you know you get a lot of um uh by the way uh people texting in uh, to uh, the board already who are reading the article about the beers that I wrote. So you can check that out. We'll tweet it out. We're going to play with that all all show long. We'll throw out a couple uh, throughout the show. And, um, you know, we got a fun show today. By the way, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Cam Rogers from the Believe Network. He's the host of the Tiger Woods podcast. Um, so this Tiger, Phil, Peyton Manning, Brady. Now, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, I don't know that I'm like – going to make an appointment i will certainly check in to see what like i'm one of those people that's more interested in like what the production of it looks like like how does it come across on television and
1: you won't tune in for longer than say an hour
0: once i tune in to see what the presentation looks like at that point will they grab me like what am i going to get am i going to get tiger woods and tom brady having like personal comments like hey remember that denny's chick you know, I still keep you know, like I'm still keeping in touch with her and Brady being like, Come on, man, I'm married. I don't need to be in this conversation. I don't even know who's I, on who's I on promise, who's team. You, Gil. That will not happen. Oh, Tiger's with Peyton. See, I yeah, would t- see Tiger Tigers and Brady being the best. Although Peyton so Peyton is with Tiger and Phil Mickelson is with Tiger is with um uh Brady. I'm sorry, can you it's Phil Mickelson I, it's is with right. Brady. And Tiger is with Peyton Manning. Now, isn't that a stacked squad? Well, sure. That's why they did it. They found, like, you know, Brady versus Manning, the biggest rivalry at quarterback. And then the Tiger-Phil rivalry has been going on, like, for 20 years, you know? So that's kind of how they decided to put this together. But you got, you know, that's what I'm tuning in for. I want to see what the – like, how – are they going to let you in on the conversations? Are they going to be mic'd? while they're – you know, walking the course, or maybe they're riding a the cart. I don't know how they're doing it, but, you know, last weekend, the foursome, they were just like four guys wearing shorts out there playing golf. Like
1: They were carrying their own bags.
0: Yeah, there was no caddies. They were trying to keep as many people out of it as possible. So I want to see if this week is similar, where it's like you're hearing Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning share old stories and just kind of like, you know, that would probably draw me in and then keep me in.
1: I would hope it goes that way. I was really unhappy with how last week played out, and I would classify myself as a golf guy, as I stated yesterday when we were going through the list. It is definitely dropping, though, on the entertainment value for me. So it is tough for golf to keep my interest lately, and I'm definitely interested. I'm going to have it on. I'm going to check it out, but if if I'm a betting man, I would say I don't sit through more than one hour of it. I don't think that you're going to be hearing conversations because they're going to be social distancing and these guys are competitive beasts. I mean, that's why they're at the top of their game in their respected field. I think they're going to take this very seriously. I don't know if you're going to hear a lot of ha ha's. No,
0: I think you're going to, I don't think it's going to be this serious. Like, I think you're going to get not, look, I think it will be taken serious, but I think you're definitely going to get the ha ha's, the he he's in betweens. I hope so.
1: I really do. That would make it way more entertaining.
0: No, I think you're going to see the human side of these guys a little bit more. That would be great. I would expect that. And Cam Rogers is going to join us in about 15 minutes from now, uh, who's uh, part of the uh, Tiger Woods podcast from the Believe Network. Sal Powell at 3 o'clock. This is an interesting. Mike McGarry from the Press of Atlantic City is going to join us. I don't know if you saw his article, but he wrote an article essentially – suggesting that they should flip-flop the high school football season with the high school baseball season in the fall of next year so that when the kids go back to school in September, if they go back to school in September, that you would have baseball season in the fall and football season in the spring so that the football players, you know, apparently this, uh, you know, um, committee deem that football is a, higher risk of COVID transform, uh, transferring than baseball would be. So to give football more time, move it to the spring and have the baseball season in the fall and the football season in the spring. Now, of course, that spawns a lot of questions of, well, then you're having football in the spring and then you're playing football again in the fall of the That's next the season. That's the first thing I thought of. That's one. You also have, and I've seen this a lot, people tweeting with him back and forth, You know, do you move all the spring seasons to the fall and all the fall seasons to the spring or just football and baseball? Because you have football players that play football in the fall and then in the spring play lacrosse. So if you had football and lacrosse at the same time, you might lose players to some of those other sports and vice versa. You might have baseball players in the spring that play soccer, say, in the fall. So it's not a you know, exact science yet, but we'll let Mike kind of explain it. He came up with this idea and he wrote about it today for the press of Atlantic city. I think it's a very compelling conversation though. I kind of, by the way, I kind of like the idea of playing baseball in the fall here anyway. I mean, the spring here is horrible. The whole thing
1: I actually am intrigued by when you, when I first saw it and when you first put it up yesterday and and you brought up that we would have him on, I thought about it and There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to dive into. Initially, when you break it down, it makes a ton of sense. I just wonder if it's too many moving parts. When you mention those athletes who play dual sports, it changes how I feel. Because you can't take away another opportunity for them to play another sport. And I don't know if it's okay to change all of them. I I really want to hear his point of view because I'm not out
0: on it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I just, I think I need to be sold more on how he sees it. When I read it at first, I was like, huh, that's not a bad idea. Like mainly keep in mind, I'm a baseball guy. And as a baseball guy, I like the fall season weather for baseball here better than I like the spring and the summer i much rather have, and and I've talked about this with the president of our league a lot, you know, we have a fall ball, but it's very informal, it's very laid back, and I say we should really have a good, solid, regular season league in the fall because that's when the weather is better for baseball here. And I think the real baseball players would love having a competitive fall league that they can play two nights a week and have competitive baseball in the fall as less and less kids are playing football. You know, a lot of kids are not playing football as much anymore. If you offered competitive fall baseball, I think you might see that. Now, I don't know in where playing spring football would not make a whole heck of a lot of sense in in that would be the problem is the trade-off would be you would have football and baseball being played at the same time, but I don't know how many kids are now even crossing over and playing both sports anymore. And if there is, there's only a handful, and they would have to make that decision. Now, when football
1: or not football, but fall high school sports does that bleed into a January? Like when does that stop? No. The no, it doesn't go that deep. No, I know like in the college- football
0: season. The football season for high school goes to like the first week of December it might go one extra week now they're trying to get a true state champion so you would get the state finals typically like that first week of december that first friday saturday sunday of december is typically the championship weekend so then the, the that's it then the the fall season is over and then it goes to basketball season basketball season typically starts their practices it used to be the day after Thanksgiving. I don't know, it's somewhere in that range right now and then they start playing games right around the second or third week of December.
1: Can they play baseball in December though? I mean, I agree with you that September you would to, be great. Though. You
0: could play baseball, you know, the last week of, you know, August or the first week of September like they do for football. September, October, um and, you know, into early November. Uh, Yeah,
1: I'm I'm just thinking
0: about the weather. That's all. I I do think that you can get away with it
1: in the beginning. I just wonder if it goes too deep. Will it start getting to? oh, we got to cancel this game. It's snowing or something.
0: No, but I mean, I guess you could talk about utilizing the early weeks of August a little bit like football does. You start to see these football games now that are on like, uh, you know, week zero. Then it's week double zero. Like some of these teams are playing you know, before school even gets in. You could utilize those last two weeks of August maybe to get a couple of games in, and then it would definitely be a jump. But I'm saying, I bet you if you ask baseball coaches, they would like to use the fall weather more than the spring weather. The spring weather, you got rain all the time. It's constantly rainy and windy and cold. I bet you a lot of high school baseball coaches would like to utilize the fall if they could. I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. And I'm just really interested to see his perspective because I feel like I'm on the edge of getting sucked in if it's sold to me properly. So I want to hear his perspective on it. I think it'll be great.
0: All right. That's coming up at 315 today. Mike McGarry from the press of Atlantic City. Of course, uh, their longtime high school beat writer. He'll join us here on the sports best. Andrew Checo has football at four. Pete Thompson, the MGPT top five at five. It's our five favorite road trips and for National Craft Distillery Day, we're going to be asking you throughout the show to send in some craft beers that Broads and I should try this weekend. I will throw out some from my list as well. And don't forget, you can follow me on Untapped at MG973. Download that Untapped app, and you can check in what craft beers I'm drinking all weekend long. So I'll throw out one, okay? This will start it all off. And I see people texting theirs in 609 403 0973. Give us some recommendations for some craft beers to try this weekend. Some IPAs uh, as my preference. I'm going to throw out Juicy Shenanigans from 3 Threes Brewing Company out in Hamilton. It's called Juicy Shenanigans. I love the name. I love hearing these names. They're so creative. Oh, I got some good names coming up on my list later on in the show. Can't wait. All throughout the show. So add to my list 609 403 0973. My first shout out today. It's National Craft Distillery Day. Try Juicy Shenanigans from 33's three Brewing Company. I think they're out in Hampton. I'm pretty sure that that's where they're located. It's a uh, hazy IPA brew with massive amounts of oats for a soft mouth feel and hop generously. All right? That's it is team.
1: Hamilton, by the way. Confirmed.
0: Hamilton, New Jersey. Sports Talk Radio Show on 97.3 ESPN-FM. It is the match. It is a match champions for charity. It's on Sunday. It is Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. And it will be a live sporting event. Sunday, 3 o'clock, and we're going to break it down now and kind of see what we can expect. Cam Rogers from the Believe Network, host of Believe in Tiger Woods on the Believe Network podcast. He joins us now here on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline to give us a little bit more insight on what we can expect to see in this uh, event, which features Tiger Woods. We get a chance to see Tiger back, Phil back, but a little uh, twist with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Cam Rogers joins us now to break it all down. Cam, welcome to the show, man. How you been?
2: What's going on, guys? Great to be with you. Obviously excited for Sunday afternoon. You could not have picked four more high-profile athletes. Let me tell you, it's
0: going to be fun. Yeah, let's, let's. you know, obviously we know Tiger and Phil can play. What is the uh, abilities of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady?
2: Yeah, so I did a deep dive in the tail of the tape, if you will. So from what I understand, Peyton Manning is about a six handicap. Tom Brady is about an eight. However, with that said, I give Manning the big-time advantage because he has time to play. Tom Brady is sort of kind of preparing for an NFL season with a new team and a new playbook, so I am leaning heavily Woods-Manning for Sunday afternoon. Rightfully so, they are favored about minus 200 on the money line. Again, more time for Manning to prepare. Tom Brady, I really don't know what to expect, so you have the also comparison of Phil and Tiger Tiger being the better golfer right now. So, I mean, if you're throwing money down, it's Woods Manning as I stand.
0: Yeah. Now let's uh, take a look at Tiger and kind of, uh, you know, you host the Tiger Woods podcast. So obviously that's something uh, that you're an expert in, in what he's been up to, what he's doing. I mean, obviously he wins the masters last year. He he blasts back onto the scene. Uh, How would you kind of surmise his 2019 season? And then, what we thought we would see from him in 2020, which sadly we have not been able to see. But obviously, uh, you know, Tiger's not the same Tiger he was when I was growing up. But I mean, what who, what Tiger Woods would we have seen in 2020?
2: You know, I was really excited for Tiger here this year. Obviously, he already had some momentum winning in Japan In October, he rarely plays in the fall, by the way, so it was kind of cool to see him out there. So he already has a win, in theory, quote-unquote, on this 2019-2020 wraparound season. And then I thought he'd bring that momentum, obviously, into the Players' Championship and into the Masters and so on and so forth. Obviously, COVID-19 had other plans. Now, with that said, if you guys recall, the last time we saw Tiger was the Genesis Invitational out there in Los Angeles back in February, and he was having some back flare-ups. He did not commit to the Players' Championship because of his back. So that's always in the back of my mind when I talk about Tiger and, you know, I'm shelling out episodes of the Tiger Woods Podcast. It's like, okay guys, Tiger may be good to go on Thursday morning, but will he be good to go on Friday afternoon? You know what I mean? Because a back is a fickle thing. You never know how he's gonna wake up, how he's going to feel. So he even said it, this whole pandemic, if you will, has been a bit of a surprise for him in terms of getting back to health because he gets that layoff. And now you have this reset of a schedule where Tiger's not going to play very much, to be honest with you. I think we'd be lucky to see him five times the rest of 2020. But I think it is a blessing in disguise having this time off, get that back right, because like I said, he was not all that great back in February.
1: When watching the driving relief, it's kind of interesting to watch them walk and carry their own bags. And I'm pretty positive it's going to be the same way for this. How do you think that impacts the game? You know, it's a bit jarring to look at. It's
2: almost like you're watching college golf, right? So that event uh, back on Sunday was a nice little appetizer, if you will, to the entree coming up on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a bit of an interesting look. But also, I want golf fans to know that the regular PGA Tour schedule is going to be a big-time surprise for a lot of people. It's going to be a bare-bones type of approach. A lot of the broadcasters won't even be on site for these tournaments. So Sunday afternoon is going to be a bit of a preview of what you're going to see on the regular PGA Tour Come June and by the way we are slated to start at the Charles Schwab challenge out there in Fort Worth Texas so look golf is a socially distant sport as it is so in that vein you can make it happen with the proper precautions with the proper testing and making sure everything is all packaged and ready to go they call the PGA Tour the moving circus and it is going from state to state and that was the worry for me about okay what were the policies in those respective states but it seems like we will be good to go i give jay monahan a lot of credit by the way actually putting out something substantive in terms of a schedule for us golf fans to look forward to but sunday afternoon it's going to be a very low-key kind of feel and i will say that taylor May driving relief at times was a little boring so i want some good banter uh, this week, and I think we're going to get it.
0: Well, okay, Cam, that's what we were talking about leading into you. Cam Rogers hosted the Tiger Woods podcast on the uh, Believe Podcast Network. Which is is this going to be you know ultra for ultra competitive guys, seri- taking this ultra serious, or are we going to see a lot of banter and hear a little a lot of back and forth uh, between Tiger and Peyton and Phil and Brady and some trash talking, and so maybe mm-hmm. even some. Uh, dare we say, a couple bets out there as we're watching. Hey, I bet you shank this one.
2: Look, everything is on the table, guys. I mean, you have Justin Thomas, the number four golfer in the world, as an on-course reporter. You have Charles Barkley as an analyst for this broadcast. So I think all bets are off. I think it's going to be just an element of a fluid situation. And, yeah, I mean, you asked Phil Mickelson. He even said back in the 2018 version of the match, Tiger and Phil kind of clammed up. You know, they really didn't banter as much towards the end because they were focusing on winning in extra holes. And in fact, it did go uh, to like 22, I believe, and Phil being being the victorious in that one. So I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of banter, thankfully, because Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are going to help in that regard. And Phil has really turned into this social media troller extraordinaire (laughs) and has brought that wittiness to – Uh, in person as well, and if you look back to that four-way call that they had prior to this event, Phil strategically had that picture of Tiger putting the green jacket on him right behind Phil, and then he also had the 2018 trophy from the match, part one, in the background as well. So make no mistake, this is going to be different than what we saw at the TaylorMade driving release.
0: Yeah, and you talk about Tiger, him winning that Masters last year, and I wonder, you know, Uh, Because, obviously, after this Michael Jordan documentary, we did, you know, five documentaries we like to see. And mine was The Rise, The Fall, and then The Re-Rise of Tiger Woods. And how much Tiger has changed after everything that he's kind of gone through and everything that has happened. And, you know, to the point that he's playing in something like this. And allowing himself to kind of have fun with it.
2: Look, guys. The match champions for charity would not have been a thing in the early 2000s. It just wouldn't, because Tiger and Phil were not friends. You know, it was Tiger, v. J. Phil, Ratif Goosen, Jim Furyk, all these guys going at it. They weren't like the happiest of guys. And now you see this evolution of Phil and Tiger within the last 15 years or so where they have really just relished each other. And I think the fact that we actually have this event on Sunday is indicative of that development of tiger and phil's relationship so i think it's a beautiful thing and you see this new series coming out called at home with tiger thanks to golf digest and golf tv we're gonna get a look inside tiger's office his kitchen his simulator all this stuff his dogs his kids how he lives his life we could not have dreamed about that in like 2002. You know what I mean? So I really do think this evolution of Tiger is a beautiful thing. His openness with the media. He's jokey. He's fun. He's loose. And guess what? He's still darn good on the golf course.
0: <laughs> uh, Cam Rogers, uh, host of the Tiger Woods podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. What's the format look like? Do we have any idea, insight on what we're looking at? Are looking at skins, four ball handicaps, alternate shot? What do we got here? Yeah, so here's the deal. It's going to be best ball front nine, which
2: likely means Tiger versus Phil. Then you go to the back nine. Then it gets interesting. We're talking about a modified alternate shot. So everybody tees off, and the best team's tee shot is next, so likely Phil and Tiger. Then it's alternate shot from there. Now here's the interesting thing. These four guys are going to be mic'd up. So you're going to have this element of coaching, if you will, Tiger coaching Manning to get up and down, perhaps Phil coaching Brady to knock in this three footer. It's going to be really interesting. So you're going to have the trash talk, but also Tiger and Phil playing this mentor type role, trying to aid their teammates and getting around the golf course. Advantage Tiger, obviously, because Meadows Golf Football Club is Tiger's home course. So,
0: yeah, and you know a lot, you know Woods, um, you know taking risks on a course like this. You'll be see. Seeing- Uh, whether or not uh, he just says, you know what, this is for charity. Let's have a little fun. And you see him just kind of, you know, uh, try to find his youth and just start gripping and ripping here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, all bets are off in this thing. By the way, I will mention on the fifth hole. stay tuned for that because you can only use one club. So you better believe they're texting each other right now, figuring out, all right, Phil, uh, what do I do? Should I take out a seven iron? And then Manning's probably texting Tiger. What's the deal? Five iron. What do you think? So, <laughs> it's such an interesting element. And by the way, you guys will see Charles Barkley play a hole as well.
0: You are getting that. Very. Would you- Barkley? By the way, his, you know is known to be have one of the ugliest golf shots on on the uh, you know on the course. Yes. absolutely. So maybe hide the children <laughs> from that one. <laughs>
1: Would you say that this will be better than just the Tiger vs. Phil pay-per-view match that we had just a couple years ago? Because, you know, I think it's great that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are playing, but I do feel that it could maybe devaluate a tad because they're not professional golfers. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I was
2: really excited, obviously, for the match part one and was slightly disappointed because, you know, it was a little too much of the dad jokes and then not enough real trash talk. I think this Manning and Brady element is really going to help them in terms of continuing the banter. I want to compare it to last Sunday at the TaylorMade Driving Relief. Those four guys were all TaylorMade golfers. So obviously the roster was small in terms of whom you could pick from because they had to be TaylorMade guys. And not all of them were really all that friendly. I don't think Ricky and Matthew Wolf were actually friends. So you had this weird dynamic where they weren't really talking all that much. And I also will give them some black here because when you're on the pj tour you're not exactly chatting it up with your competitors for 18 holes so i understand that they're not used to that whole mic up thing which is fine i do really like this element though of having manning and brady involved because obviously manning and brady had their own little rivalry for so many years and the broadcast team surprise collins charles barkley playing you throw it all together it's live golf, guys. It's live sports. You can bet on it. It can take our minds off of the really trying times right now in the United States and around the world. And I don't care how it ends because guess what? We're going to raise a ton of money for COVID-19 relief. That's the real center point of this.
0: I was just going to, you mentioned you can bet on it. I was wondering if there's any interesting props or stuff that uh, are of interest of you and uh, who you're putting your money on.
2: Well, I'm all the way on the money line with Woods and Manning minus 200. I mean, go to the bank on that one, ladies and gentlemen, and you can angry tweet me at Mr. Rogers 99 if I'm wrong, which is very possible. But the other props are pretty interesting about, like, who's going to win the first hole, who's going to win the second hole, what type of club are they going to pull on the fifth hole. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it's something you guys can explore for sure if you're interested Look, like I said, there are a lot of elements to this because you could see some side bets. You could see just a continued series of bets. Who knows? It's a fluid situation. It's not a regular PJ Tour event, right? So it's not all buttoned up. It can be fun. It can be off the cuff. So sit back, relax. It's going to be a wild ride, I think.
0: Yeah, the, I'm looking at some of the uh, match props, whole specials, lines. Uh, you can right. sit on your couch, have a cold one, and uh, watch this and put some bets down all day long and have a little fun with live sports back with two of the best of all time, Tiger and Phil. Throw in Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, and maybe even a little Charles Barkley, and it sounds like it's going to be a fun event on Sunday. The match, Cam Rogers, host of the Tiger Woods podcast on the Believe Network at Mister Rogers 99 uh, was kind enough to give us a little insight on the match here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN. Cam, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it.
2: Appreciate it, guys. Be well,
0: all right? All right, you do the same, and uh, hopefully we get a little live golf uh, in the Masters. We get to that Masters in the fall when they're uh, talking about having that uh, up against a football Sunday. They're going to have the Masters on, football on, and who knows, bro? maybe even a little NBA Finals.
1: Wow, could you imagine? Bang, bang, bang. Now, what would you do? I can't do
0: flip-flop. I'm going to have to somehow set up three TVs. Yeah, that would be... I mean, you got NBA Finals, football, and everything going at the same time. Masters, maybe even World Series baseball games. Who knows? Wow. Stanley I'm overwhelmed. Cup, right? They're talking about Stanley Cup, you know, possibly would be playing at the same time. Now, that would be
1: horrible. You know, it, it would be hard. Oh, boo-hoo. No, I mean, how would you watch them all? You literally can't. It's too much at the same time. That wouldn't be good. Listen
0: to this. Now telling people, you know what? Too much sports. Don't come back.
1: (laughs) If they were all on at the same time and you can't even watch them, I mean, what's the point?
0: I'll I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for your point. (laughs) I'll figure it out. Believe me, I'd much rather have to figure that out than have nothing. Well,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. It's just not the best scenario either, though.
0: All right. Here's another uh, hashtag craft distillery day IPA for you, okay? This is uh, from Two Roads Brewing Company. It's called Cloud Sourced. All right? It is a newcomer here. Little little uh, juicy, hazy IPA. A little intense, a little citrusy, but for a nice warm day like we had last weekend. Two Roads Brewing. It's called Cloud Sourced. I gave it 3.75 out of five stars. Overall, it has a 3.77. You can check that out. That's the name, Cloud Sources from Two Cloud Sourced, excuse me, from Two Roads Brewing. Text in your favorite IPA that you'll be drinking this weekend, and we'll be reading them off throughout the show. Give us a couple of, uh, you know, things that we should be doing. I gotta make a run tonight, so every time I make a run, I get something new.
1: I'm a huge fan of that. I, I try everything. I do. I do the same thing. Now you go for the. You have to actually buy. Somewhat of a case or a 12 pack, whatever. But normally when no, I go sometimes out, it's, they sell it yeah, in a four.
0: Sometimes they'll sell these in a four. So you'll go four? Yeah,
1: you, you really do just bring in the variety. You got like 30 different little cases and you just bring them all in and throw them in. I love it.
0: There you go. Got to do it. Some craft beers to try this Memorial Day weekend. Post it right now on our website. Mike and Broads, don't forget, Ask Mike and Broads today at 4.30. Send us your questions. Use the hashtag AskMikeAndBroads as we are emptying out the bag from this week of questions today on this Friday edition. Don't forget, 3 o'clock, 9 minutes, South Pal Friday. South Pal Antonio will join us. Football at 4 with Andrew DeCheco today. And Todd Ranks back for happy hour Friday. Now, our MGPT Top 5 at 5, we're looking for your help out there in some some uh, day trips. Let us know some of the best places to take a day trip. Now, I'm saying kind of a weekend, kind of like a weekend getaway day trip, like a six-hour radius is what I would say. That would be like my circle. You yeah, know, it's a fair circle. You could drive on a Friday, hang out Saturday, hang out Sunday, drive home Sunday night. That's kind of a day trip.
1: Saturday is okay. the day. Okay, I might have to change my list then. One of those is probably a little bit longer.
0: Yeah, you're not going like 8 to 12 hours. I mean, that's a, Yeah,
1: I was, I was going to go 8.
0: You're driving somewhere 8 hours. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, of I, w- I wouldn't
1: do that me. for a weekend. I wouldn't do that for a weekend.
0: I've done it before. It's not fun. I have too. I don't advise it. No, you drive from Morgantown. Like, I've driven from Morgantown to, like, Syracuse.
1: Sucked. See, I back in the day, as if it was that long ago, it wasn't. But when I was playing hockey, we would take the road trips everywhere. Everywhere we would bus. And Ooh. because we were in Maryland and we played in a conference where all the teams were in upstate New York, Syracuse, and all and like that type of area. I mean, they were all over the place.
0: I couldn't like these minor league teams that are always hopping on a bus and just going somewhere. That's tough, man. That's a tough life. The, the year I left, I'm so happy I didn't make
1: this trip. They bust to Michigan from Maryland or Wisconsin. I'm sorry,
0: Wisconsin. Ew. That sounds terrible. It does. I mean, every part about that. Like back then, too, when you're a younger guy, like I couldn't stand being in the car for longer than like an hour. I would start to get antsy. Now, as I'm older, I can handle a little bit further. That's why I say about six hours is where I start to cut it off, where I start to get that antsy feeling again. I could do about six hours now and be like, all right, that's a day trip.
1: But when we were playing, like that's part of playing sports, right? I mean, you get on the bus. You watch the same movies, right? You throw the same hockey movies on. You watch them. You you know what teams you play every year. I mean, it's just kind of standard. That's just kind of what you do. You hop oh, yeah. on the bus. You know it's an eight-hour roadie, and,
0: and you hang out with the boys. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad, I guess, if you're on a bus with, like, a bunch of people. Now, when you're on a team like that, are you allowed to have a couple uh, little, couple IPAs? So what we would do was, uh, so we would play Friday, Saturday for college hockey.
1: So after Saturday night, you would you know have a couple how do you do's in the back on the way home, but you wouldn't do that you know Friday night going to the game or Saturday. So It'd the ride when you're there, home.
0: the eight hour ride there on the bus is a business trip. Correct. Now what if you lose both?
1: Win or lose, we still booze.
0: Oh, that's a WVU line. You stole it from us.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like that's just like a standard sporting uh, saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the way home is when you have your your cold ones.
1: Yeah, you would just have a little how-do-you-do's in the back. Coach, it was kind of like a coach is up front. You don't really say anything. Hopefully, he's not
0: listening. I was going to say, is the coach endorsing this, or is he kind of no. like, my back is turned, do whatever you want, but don't get out of hand?
1: No, I, I think, uh, no. He, he he would be pissed, especially if they're lost. Like, he lets us party, but it's a, yo, boys, we better look all right this weekend. You can party then. If we look bad,
0: it's. You better not party. All right, coming up on the other side South Pal Friday, South Pal Antonio.